bathers. Welcome to Dispatches from the Communal Bathroom. I'm Chris Delamere. I'm Sam Bradley. And each episode, we come into this podcast bathroom together, bringing in ideas from the outside world and the insides of our brains. Um, these ideas take the form of audio dispatches. I don't know what Sam's bringing, he doesn't know what I'm bringing. And we uh, listen to them together and uh, give them a good old wash. Give them a good seeing to. So, uh, first of all, we'd like to say hello and welcome to everyone listening on Cornucopia Radio. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> and thank you to everyone who listened to our latest podcast. The uh, It was episode 22, Self-improvement. Self-improvement. Uh, and thank you for everyone who got in touch about that. Chris, are you still self-improved? I'm getting there. I think I've plateaued <laughs> after there, after, after that, um, that episode. Re- and yeah. So I, I want to go up further and better and, yeah. and stronger, faster, harder, stronger. Well, I've still fitter. not done a 360-something, nor have I got a job, but progress is being made in both of those areas. So if you haven't heard that <laughs> episode uh, where me and Sam undertook a series of self-improvement projects for a few months... Uh, and then turned it into a podcast episode. If you haven't heard that, it's still on our SoundCloud page, as are all of our previous episodes, and that's uh, soundcloud.com forward slash communal hyphen bathroom. So please do go and check those out. And a big thanks to David Brady, who produced that amazing new uh, theme tune that you heard at the beginning of the show. Thanks, David. You can go and check out his stuff. Uh, yeah, David. hire him. <laughs> yeah. Do you need a theme tune? Yeah, he can do that. He's He's really fun to work with as well. Like, he's... He's professional, but fun with it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so go and check out his stuff at davidjohnbrady.com for all your production needs. So, let's dive in <laughs> to the suds of today's episode. Uh, we have a guest who has come to scrub our back and pumice our feet. It's Weymouth's answer to Leonard Cohen, the pasta master, the Italian rapscallion. It's Mr. Mario D'Agostino. Hey! <laughs> it was done very, very well to keep quiet oh, God. <laughs> throughout the beginning spiel there. Oh, yeah. How are you, Mario? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. I'm really well. Been uh, enjoying, enjoying Sheffield. Yeah, so we're in Sheffield Ooh, currently. We're recording for the first time at Walkley Studios. Yeah, Walkley Brand Studios. new Walkley Studios. It sounds crisp and like it's the best place ever to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the timbre of the room. Mm, sure, for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, here we are in Walkley. Uh, we've got a few dispatches for you today. I've brought some. Sam's brought some. Mario, yeah. have you brought any? I haven't brought any. Oh, so <laughs> Mario hasn't brought any. That's okay. That's okay. He's brought his wonderful, whimsical can... <laughs> sense of humour. I can talk about the other dispatches with you guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is what we do, Mario. Yeah. So, the first dispatch is my dispatch, and it's a, a diary of a day that I spent trying to live out um a religious practice from another religion oh really it's a pretty pretty big one one of the big religions you know one of the big 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 ones like one of the big big ones big players uh, <laughs> big players on the scene players. on the religion scene uh, on the god scene so yeah i tried to live a pretty holy for a day <laughs> um this is my one day ramadan it's the first of july and today i am gonna try I'm going to try fasting. <sighs> and uh, I've woken up tired and hungry already. My colleague Farhat uh, is a Muslim and she has been fasting for Ramadan. Farhat invited me to go to her house to have iftar with her family. So iftar is the evening meal where they break fast and that's cool that's really nice that she invited me and I thought well I may as well try fasting for a day (laughs) I really don't want to now they have a window 
between 9.45 in the evening and 2.30am in the morning to eat. I'm tired and I'm hungry now. I feel like it's only going to get worse. And when I'm hungry, I get incredibly tetchy. So yeah, I'm not even like anywhere near even close to starting this thing and I'm already impressed with people who do this for a month for a month I think it's going to be a hard day oh boy well I'm at work now and uh, it's quarter past ten so I've still got eleven and a half hours until I can eat (laughs) it's probably not a good idea to think of it in as a countdown (laughs) but my stomach is empty and something I've appreciated for the first time at work uh, is how often people ask you if you want a drink and how often in British culture (laughs) people come out with like glib phrases like um, oh I'd love a cup of tea I could murder a cup of tea Oh, it's the solution to all of life's problems. People say, people actually say that. I can kind of got a small taste of the frustration that one might feel and how that must feel to be asked if you want a drink all the time. Okay, it's just gone half twelve. I've just left work. I'm on my way to my uh, low mood, uh, overcoming low mood uh, well-being session. At St. Tim's, so I've I've left work a little bit earlier today. Uh, it's not been too bad on the fasting front so far. Um, the main thing I've been struggling with is l- lack of caffeine injection, lack of liquids. <laughs> but really, at half twelve, I think that's in the realms of normal not having eaten yet times still right because there's some days some weekends where I would uh, not eat until the evening anyway but that is through surviving on coffee throughout the day Uh, but I've not had that and I think lack of coffee more so than food has been my undoing but I do feel significantly better now than I did when I, uh, about 10 o'clock when I recorded before. Uh, and a nice little walk to my therapy session will probably wake me up. I'm thinking the therapy session might be quite hard work. Uh, because it's just like being in school again. There's nothing worse than being in school when you're hungry. So... Um, We'll see how that goes. But at the moment, I feel okay. Uh, Obviously, very early days, as there's still nine more hours uh, for me to fast today. Um, But um, I'm feeling more confident than I was before. Uh, It is nearly five o'clock now. I am very hungry. And now quite tired. Yeah, I just really want to eat something. I feel like I've got a headache. I feel a bit sick. I feel... I feel pale. I feel pale? Even if I'm not actually pale. I, f- I feel like I am. Uh, when I had my well-being session, therapy session, I felt like I was going to fall asleep. Several times. I tell you what, though, it did earlier. It did make me think earlier about how precious something like water is. I hope when I eat, it'd be like a, a miraculous cure, and that's quite an exciting idea. Being able to appreciate the pleasure of food so much more, literally, it literally feels life life giving. Rather than just, oh, I'm just going to have some pizza and some chips. So it should, yeah, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to eating again.
Hiya, Jade. Hey. How are you feeling? Hungry. How are you feeling? Really, really hungry. How have you found today? I I think the hardest bit was having spare bits of time and not knowing what to do with them. Like, there's a point where I was sat on a bench and I thought, oh, I could go to Tesco, break into my note for the bus, yeah. maybe buy some crisps and have a bit of water. It's not filling those bored moments. You no. can't do it. Like, at working, I'll just pop into the kitchen and get a biscuit. And then I couldn't. Sad, isn't it? I went to have a nap, but all I did was sit and think about how hungry I was. Mm. So, and I got to a point as well because I got my summer duvet on, where I didn't have the like the actual energy to heat my body up. So I was so cold. I, I've noticed that as well. So you've done some actual research into what the ifta uh, yeah. ritual is. I read about IFTA etiquette for Western people who have been lucky enough to be invited. Talk me through, because you've done the research. What what do you think the uh, order of ceremony will be? Well, it's apparently dates and coffee. Yeah. Followed by prayers. Right. Followed by um, like a kind of wheaty soup with some mercies. Okay. Followed by a main, which is could be anything. People can have chapatis, they can have fish and chips. Oh, wow. They could have a pizza, I reckon. You know what? I was fine until you said the word samosas, and then I got really, really hungry. And that was it. That was all re- I recorded. Uh, because when I ate, I, just, I felt like so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about the felt recording. Entirely joyous. Oh, so ecstatically joyous. And you got full really quickly. Oh my god! And the, another thing, there was like mango lassi on the table, and I had like one glass of that, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure how much food like... I can fit in. I <laughs> just had a creamy mango lassi. Oh. I hope that comes across. There's a bit. The second to last bit, just before I spoke to Jade, Jade did the whole thing as well. Yeah. Uh, where I was lying in bed at my mum and dad's house and I I felt horrible. <laughs> and I think that came across. Yeah. You did sound pretty rough. Yeah. It was, it was hard. Can you have a glass of water? No, that was the other thing. I meant to put that in the, like, say that uh, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. You can't drink any water, no liquids, no food. You shouldn't swear... You shouldn't have sex as well. They were their other rules to it. Oh, my God. And Farhat, my colleague, sent those rules to me the <laughs> night before and said, well, it starts at 2.30, and here are, here are all your rules. And you were um, like, fuck! <laughs> Watching the clock. Well, there was a, no, shit, fuck! There was a bit that I cut out um, where I was saying that I just got up and I said to Jade, oh, what time are you in work today? She said, oh, I'm not in until 12. So I can just lie in. I'm like, oh, you bastard. Uh, <laughs> and instantly you can broke the first up. rule. Yeah. And she went, oh. Went, oh, no, feel really bad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, yeah. That, that actually I probably slipped up on the swearing maybe more than anything else. That seems harder. Well, no, not harder than not eating. But there's sort of going to be something <laughs> where you're not like well, always a, conscious of doing. Yeah, you it? don't really eat subconsciously. Yeah. Or that often, no, unless there's food in yeah. front of you, you can kind of avoid food for the day. But to avoid swearing is to. But I did have a really fucking great meal. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say house that after. sounds like like pakoras, a uh, nice little okra aubergine thing. Dates and coffee to start with. That well, we good. didn't. When we you had, had coffee, we... we were like buzzing. <laughs> like, we had... coming up on coffee. Like, well, <laughs> one of uh, Farhat's children said like. You you might actually genuinely feel a bit high from drinking water. <laughs> wow. I was like, I am up for this. I want a piece Buzzing of this. Water. <laughs> Down in it. And it, yeah, that first glass of water was like slightly out of body. Oh my God. Could you imagine uh, producer Paul Sobek <laughs> after that? Post brushing teeth. I've, I've, Ramadan. I've fasted all day. I'll brush my teeth now and I'll sip of water. <laughs> Oh, he'd love that, wouldn't he? He'd love that. Paul would be terrible at Paul Ramadan. Paul would do a Ramadan. terrible, terrible Ramadan. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tass always said that it's always the first bit, first week that's hard, and then you kind of get into a rhythm of it. Yeah, I think just doing one day... Doing one day is obviously a kind of token gesture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but it is supposed to be the hardest day because yeah. obviously your body's not used to it. But um, I can't imagine doing it for a month. You must have to get used to it. I guess it's like not drinking though, because I've not drunk for three months and it's not it's not a thing I think about anymore. Yeah, it's you know habit forming. That's all you got to do. Hey, hey, can we talk a bit more about what you had for dinner? It was like pakoras and chicken and a nice little lentil thing and lots of rice and one of those kind of like um, yogurty dips that cool mm. everything down. And I was packed off by Farhat with the leftovers oh. that did me for three meals wow. after. <laughs> uh, loads of rice. Beautifully done as well. You know, where it's just like, it's not crunchy. Al dente. Al dente, yeah. Al dente, and, but kind of oily. Sounds delicious. There was lots of fruit. Oh, and there was like, a, um, <laughs> you got me into it now. <laughs> there was like a really, really sweet, milky dish to finish that had like, it's uh, kind of yeah. like coconut. I've had that before. It's really good. Yeah. Very rich and creamy yeah. to have at the very end of your that's meal. The, that's the, yeah, Tass would always have just so much baklava. Like, just outrageous amounts of baklava. Yeah. Just completely soaked in sugar. Co- vegan ice cream, I've discovered recently, is way richer than regular ice cream. Oh, really? really? Yeah, I found this really good recipe, which is the like creamy part of like coconut milk. You just get that and you just whip it with like blended dates and cocoa. Oh my god, it's like it's way richer. That it's really good. really good. It's like it's crazy. So there's no I guess well there's no cream in it. There's no so cream in it. It's no. like coconut. They make up for yeah, it. Yeah, it's a, like coconut. Yeah, uh, but coconut makes things really rich. Yeah. It's got that yeah, kind that of Yeah, that really solid creamy. You know mm. when you get the coconut milk and then you get those jars where it all sticks at one end and then there's water at the other end. Um, yeah. yeah. And then you just you just scoop it out. <laughs> That's like the base. It's yeah. crazy. And then you can just drink the water and it's delicious. <laughs> wow. Mario D'Agostino. Top top chef tips. <laughs> yeah. Vegan ice cream. Really good. Wow. Put the, good I'll know. send you the recipe to put in the show notes. Yeah, you we'll actually put... do show notes. That's not even a joke, is it? Sometimes. Or... We've not <laughs> done them for a while. Forget about that. Sorry. <laughs> Communal bathroom at gmail.com communalbathroom at gmail.com I know I will send an email communalbathroom at gmail.com So now it's my turn to go and uh, interesting thing happened this week in that I was planning a dispatch for a whole 10 days and then at the last minute decided to completely scrap it because I had a better idea Whoa! So that was the bathroom happening happening, bathroom happening in action Uh, Yeah, so yesterday I went to the Blue Dot Festival in Manchester. Well, it was actually at the General Bank Observatory, which is just in outside Manchester in Cheshire. Uh, I went with my mum and she suggested going. She was like, oh, we'll have a nice day out at General Bank and we'll go and watch Jean-Michel Jarre. And I was like, brilliant. Great. Sounds great, mum. So me and my mum went to this, this festival. It was like a music festival, but it was also loads of like physics talks at the same time. There was an ongoing theme with these physics talks. I've sat through a lot of physics talks. But because Jodrell Bank is a, is a, they have a massive radio telescope that was mm. built in 1957. And uh, it's like a facility owned by University of Manchester. So they had loads of people from University of Man- Manchester giving talks and other important astronomers and this kind of thing. But an interesting thing about most of these talks is they, they kind of would talk about their research and then they go, oh, since this is a music festival, let's have some sort of sound, some sort of space oh, sound wow. to right. do with our research. It sounds interesting. So, I have, uh, I kind of remembered some of this. I wrote some of this down and I've brought to you today sounds from space. Wow. Oh God, this sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the first ones are to do with Jodrell Bank itself. So Jodrell Bank is a giant radio telescope, 225 yeah. metres across or something. It's a huge, amazing thing. Built in the fist, late 50s by this guy called Lovell. Sir Ed, don't remember what his first name was. Sir Lovell, and it's the Lovell Radio Telescope. He used to do radar in the war, mm-hmm. then took some spare parts from the radar and made a smallish radio telescope and started looking at things in space, looking for radio waves and things like that. And then he asked the University of Manchester for some money, and they said, okay. And then he started building a bigger telescope. And then he was like, I need, actually, I need some more money because I want to add this special thing on my telescope. And they were like, okay, we'll give you some more money. And then he keep, kept asking for more money, kept asking asking for better and stuff to go on his telescope nearly bankrupt the university 
And then... Hey, Lovell, where's this fucking telescope? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you even detecting? I don't know. I'm detecting some things. What's the point in this? Uh, I don't know yet. He was a bit ahead of his time, let's say that. But then he's detected this noise. Now, see oh if you God. can... See if you know what this noise is. Oh. <laughs> Is that like the Earth from somewhere else? No. Like the... Oh, is it the SETI thing? Is it the SETI uh, signal that's sent out to aliens? No. It's uh, before that. Oh, okay. Um, Early 60s. Is it like a microwave? No, it's a ra- It's a very specifically a radio wave. <laughs> oh, no, I mean... <laughs> oh, like a, ra- microwave like a microwave giving microwave off radio signal. Yeah. No. So the... is it a famous discovery? It's a, it's a very famous thing. Is it, is it the WOW one? Uh no, I don't I don't know much about the wow. Anyway, it... do you want me to just tell you? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah. One more guess. Uh, early sixties, pointing early a radio 60s. telescope into space. Is it? Is it? Um, someone from the moon? Is it from the moon landing? No, oh, one of the 60s. Mercury, Mercury project. Bit earlier. Earlier than that, Gemini. No, that was earlier. After. Um. Oh, is it Laika? Sputnik. There you go. There oh, you go. oh, okay, okay. <laughs> So the Russians launched Sputnik into space. Oh, wow. The first uh, orbital orbiting satellite. Mm. And uh, everybody freaked the fuck out. <laughs> but Lovell had this cool telescope that could basically detect, could hear stuff going in space. All right. So all of a sudden, it became very important in the space race and in the Cold War because then he wow. could use his radio telescope so to this, detect stuff. This so like crazy eccentric who was just stealing money from the university. <laughs> well, he was he was he was just building the best telescope. He was like, whoa, has anyone been checking what he's <laughs> yeah. been Because the Russians have got this thing, and we we don't know what it is. Yeah. We need we to hear probably it. Keep so, an eye on all these things that are happening. How, so how much? Could you find out about Sputnik from getting the radio signal from uh, Well, you could tell where it is and oh, that it okay. is a thing. Like, oh, okay, it's just right, like yeah. saying, you know. But that was fairly important, I suppose, back in yeah. the day. Yeah. Where it is. Where it is. <laughs> where it is, because uh, the Cold War, pretty scary kind of yeah. time. Uh, yeah, so this led it into the 60s and uh, he didn't get sued by the University of Manchester because suddenly this was a national, of national security importance. Wow, amazing. And uh, they used That's it... That's such a good reason <laughs> for him to not like, get sued. I just love that... <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn, you've accidentally like, invented something really important. Like, just yeah. imagine him being like a guy that they were really like... Oh, but like, why would they keep giving him money if they were annoyed at him? I just keep him really quiet. Like, keep. Right. He just kept coming. Around. There's like, uh, guys, I've got this thing. I just want. To, I really want to do this. I, really want I to like make the this idea thing. of him sending loads of applications for funding under different names, like <laughs> Mr. James Lovely. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds legit. What's it for? Radio time. You know that? Do you know that Lovell guy at all? <laughs> Who no? John uh, Lively. John Lively. <laughs> It's but yeah, so the t- telescope was then used in the 60s to verify things going into space. And it was wow. used in an independent verification tool uh, to verify that the um, that various things were landing on the moon. Wow. And interesting, they had this interesting fact that was um, the Russians landed some probe on the moon, one of the first ones. That then took a picture and then basically faxed it back to Earth, wow. to the Russians. But... Uh, the guys at Dodrell Bank were watching this they realised that the Russians were sending a fax back from the moon they were like well we've got a fax machine so they then printed out the signal and they got the first pictures from the moon before the Russians did. Oh, so there you go fucking level what? <laughs> that's amazing I think they were just a day ahead but... wow I can't okay. believe it receive a fax from I love... the moon that is so like <laughs> See, this was why I threw out my old idea. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is all crazy. great. Imagine if you could send a fax back to the moon. Well, you, c- you could do that. There's just no one there. There's no hear. fax machine. Yeah. I like the idea of the moon being one of the only places where there's an operational <laughs> fax machine. Yeah, though. still. Yeah. I had to fax my timesheets to the temp agency's office when I worked at King's College Hospital a few years ago. Yeah. And almost every time I did this, ended with me accidentally calling them and having to pick up the phone <laughs> and be like, oh, i sorry, it's Mario. And then it would always just be like gales of laughter. Like, why are you not using a fax machine right again? It was just like... Because it's a fucking fax, fax machine. machine. I don't know how to use this. Like, it's an obsolete It's a printer technology. with a phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think I've ever used a fax machine. Oh, t- it's ridiculous. I really, it's so I really ridiculous. did think you were going to go, yeah, every time I accidentally sent it to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I kept getting all these pictures of Earth. It was weird. <laughs> so, okay, space race next? happened. That rolled on. 
Uh, and then it got started being used for actual astronomy. So one of the important things that they do, uh, that they did a lot of in sort of the 80s and stuff at Jodrell Bank was they found these things called pulsars. So basically they point, point the radio telescope into the sky and every now and then they would have this really regular um, noise come through. So I'm going to play you one of these first and then I'll explain what it is and then I'll play some more. So that was a bit of noise and then a regular sort of pulse. Yeah. So what that is, is a thing called a neutron star, which is like a star when it's collapsed and then it's just completely made of neutrons. Now they're really dense, but they're also, because it's a big star and it's collapsed down to a very small object, because it was so big and it was spinning, when it la- when it collapses, it spins much, much, much more fast. So you can think of that like an ice skater when they're spinning around and draw their arms in and then they spin faster. Okay. So this star's spinning very fast and you can think of these radio waves that we're detecting those is like jets and it's kind of like a lighthouse so they're coming out say the north and south pole and then every now and then it's every time it spins it sweeps past us and you register a little pulse so that's the little t- okay t- t- so, so sorry explain that again the the pulse the waves are coming out like a lighthouse so if you th- if you think of a a ball spinning yeah it's got like kind of jets coming out of it yeah and um it's uh, it's kind of like a lighthouse in that it's spinning round, and every time it rotates, you sort of see one of the pulses. Yeah. So one of the one of the radio wave pulses gets sort of goes past us. So oh, okay. But you detect it as like a spike in the radio, and then obviously because yes. you know radios, you know how a radio works. If you get just a burst, you'll it makes a noise. So yeah. it's just like. So you can measure how fast it keeps, it's spinning because it keeps spinning round and rehitting, coming in line with the Earth. Yeah. So that was Pulsar B0329. I've got some facts about it. It's uh, spinning at 0.7 times a second, and it's around 5.5 million years old, that oh. signal. Wow. Interesting. But these things can spin at different rates. So that was quite a slow one, really, just going... T- uh. t- so let's hear We're it. We're going to get a, like a mad EDM one now. Yeah, mental techno. So that was a slightly faster. Uh, that was Pulsar 1933. <laughs> Coming up now, we have Pulsar 0835. That must be really spinning. So that's in the in the Vela. Uh, yeah, that was one of my favourite pulsars, I think, of all time. Okay, and then my final one to show you is uh, J0437. Wait, so that wasn't in the same style as the previous ones? <laughs> that was a bit was of a it? departure. So that that one is spinning so fast that it just comes across as a tone. Yeah. Uh, because that's so the first one. sounds like interference. Yeah, so uh, let me just see how fast. So that one's at 173 times a second, that one's spinning. Whoa. So you hear that as an actual tone. So you point your spa- your big radio telescope into the sky and all of a sudden you get this tone coming from the stars. Yeah. And I think at first they thought it was aliens sending music back. Yeah, that'd but be great. But it's these pulse stars that are just Aww, sweeping past them. That's a really yeah. nice idea, the way that aliens would make contact with us is through music oh that would be just, so good just one note <laughs> just well me. well you know like uh what's the steven spielberg one uh, in close encounters oh yeah yeah what if what if one day we heard that there you go are oh, you they been, like that movie you Let's like go. that <laughs> <laughs> they've got good taste yeah he's he's a very acclaimed director down here on planet earth yeah have mm. have you seen uh schindler's list no we haven't said the aliens well, I've got it on DVD. You, you must borrow it. I'll post it. it up. I'll fax it through. <laughs> yeah. I'll fax through the DVD of Schindler's List. They, some of those sounds almost sounded like the clack of cricket balls against cricket bats. Yeah. <laughs> cricket. <laughs> Aliens playing very regular cricket. Yeah. Cricket in space, you say. Some kind of cricket in space. Cricket in space. Is that where you're taking space. us? Mario. No, I'm just saying that's what it sounded a bit okay, like. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah sure. Are you, there's no skit. Oh no, it's just an observation. Just an observation. Not, no, this s- is not a bit. It's just there's no bit coming here. No, there's not. 
What, what were you thinking? <laughs> I don't know, just uh, I'd imagine there'd be some kind of very unique voice that you might uh, put on in order to live out this crick- Fan- fantasy, fantasy of, of a cricket in space. Is there, is there no kind of voice that you want to... Just me into a corner now. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the 80s, let's stop speaking of the 80s and move on to more present day things. Okay. So that's great. You see pulsars, quasars, pff, all news. 80s, 90s science. Let's talk about 2000s science. Let's yeah. talk about new stuff that's happened this year and last year, I think, or maybe a little bit earlier. But very important science. So I'm going to play another sound... And then I'm going to tell you what it is. Uh, it's the same thing twice. You just do it twice because it's so short. All right, that that's my new favorite. What was <laughs> Alien Dubstep? <laughs> so this is a very, very famous thing now. Um, what that is, is the sound of two black holes colliding. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> It sounds so slapstick. <laughs> <laughs> Two black holes slip on a banana. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa Are they whoa, both whoa. trying to go through a doorway at the same time? Yeah. but <laughs> It's like a Scooby-Doo <laughs> sequence. <laughs> so what it is, is there's these things called gravity waves that were predicted by Einstein. So basically, uh, I'm just going to very, very quickly explain this. Do you know anything about... Okay, I'll explain it really no. quick. So you can... Whatever <laughs> no. you're going to say, okay, we're okay, not okay. going to know anything about We've what? got a science question for you later, and it's, <laughs> it's going to reveal how little we know about science. <laughs> very quickly, the way gravity works is if you have this thing called space-time, so Einstein, just just think of space and time as the same thing as space-time, okay? Okay. okay. Space-time is like a sheet that's stretched tight. And then mm. what gravity is, is if you put like a heavy ball in that sheet and it creates like a, a dent, okay. like a depression yeah. in it. And then if you got another ball and like put it, gave it some momentum to go around it and then it spins around. So that's how you describe the earth going around the sun, for example, a, a ball on this sort of, this sheet that's deformed sheet like that. Time. Okay. Now imagine that you just either put the ball on or take it off. And then what would happen is the sheet would ripple. So it'd okay. be like put, dropping something into a pond and it would yeah, ripple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Einstein predicted that you would get these ripples in space-time, but they would be very, very small. Very, 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 very small. So he said they would be impossible to detect. Now, what you need to to have a big enough ripple for something to be detected is for some sudden change in mass, like ridiculously huge change in mass to then create like a ripple. And basically the way that you measure it is you use like lasers that are really far apart. You basically use light as like a very, very sensitive ruler. And then you have a tube that's like four kilometers long. This is how they did it. And then if a if a ripple in space time comes along, then the length of that will change very, very, very slightly. And then you can detect it. So what happened is um, two black holes. So black holes, very, 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 very dense, very heavy, orbiting one another. So spinning around one another. Mm-hmm. And then when they collide, they have this sudden... The way that they collide, because uh, relativity and Einstein and stuff, <laughs> they actually lose a load of mass. So a load of their mass just gets turned straight into energy. And this leads to okay. a ripple that comes out from them. So it's a very sudden loss of mass yep. in the in the space-time. Yep. In sp- <laughs> yeah, it's I was going very... to say continuum, because that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. way I know to say yeah. space-time. There's, space there's a very sudden loss of mass, and this causes a ripple in space-time, okay? okay. Uh, and that's basically what that is, is that you hear these things, the, when they orbit, they give like a little bit of variation in it, so like a, that's the low frequency. But then mm. when they come together, they speed up, and then they collide, and so it suddenly increases in frequency. So you have a very slow, like... So all of a sudden, they speed up it's... and collide. Then they're gone. And they're, well, no, then they're one thing. And oh, it's okay. Yeah. So there's like a big change in mass. When yeah, yeah. One yeah. And uh, so it gives actually, off a load of energy. It's a reduction in mass rather than an increase in mass. Yeah, because physics. <laughs> it's actually oh, an increase. Okay. So it's, that's basically how nuclear power works, is that you you change a mass and E equals MC squared, you get a load of energy out. Uh, <laughs> I might have gone too far here. Maybe a but, little bit. There was a lot of amazing things there, though. Yeah. But do you want to listen to the noise again? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Now you've described how that's made. It is really cool. That's yeah. a bass. 
Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's like, you know, um, you know the catchphrase noise? Boing! <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, my yeah. god, imagine if the catchphrase noise was somehow made by, like, colliding black holes together <laughs> in... That would give Deep it an, a really nice bleak undertone, wouldn't it? Yeah, like the word was uh, like I don't know. <laughs> don't count your chickens because the black holes are colliding. Yeah. Doesn't really matter what the break time anagram was. Life is meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's one of the probably one of the most important discoveries, and it happened in the last year or so. Really? Uh, yeah. So they're making yeah. developments every day in the, yeah. in the world of space. This is a whole new field, like, in uh, experimental astronomy. This is a oh, whole cool. new field. That's gravitational amazing. Space is a massive thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't mean to say that. It's really so big. big. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's actually know. really big, but I, what I meant to say was it's like a subject that is yeah, amazing. I read a book by Tom Wolfe about uh, the very first American astronauts, the Mercury Project, uh, it's called the Right Stuff, and it's really cool. It's just these like really all-American heroes who are just completely psychologically perfect, physically perfect. They're like army jet fighters, and they've all got amazing war records, and they've got the right stuff to go up into <laughs> oh space. God, it's a re- it's a really really. And there's just like loads of stories of them boozing and driving their cars and, <laughs> and like you their wives. Yeah, to be a little bit crazy though. Oh, it's amazing! It's a really so cool dangerous. book. I would recommend uh, reading that. But it's a really good book for like emphasizing we're just humans trying to do this massive thing. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. trying to go into this. Really hard. Yeah, it's really and hard, and yet we did it. Yeah. Yeah, so... Not um, us, obviously. <laughs> no, no, we've just been fannying <laughs> around here a weekend. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Much more qualified, moneyed humans did did that. Yeah, you know, so let's let's fund science and engineering. Woo! Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and the arts, please. <laughs> okay. Cool, that was great. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, That's cheers, okay. Sam. That Thanks cool. for that journey into space. I feel like I went there a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, yeah. imagine like going a... into space and sort of flirting around and... Imagine like you might want to sing a song about space like, or something, or, oh, and or send play a, a short back gate, to send the a Earth. fax back from the moon. Send like, the don't count your chickens, Earth. Moon. Who could yeah. possibly be sending a fax from the moon now? I just don't know or what they I would think... sound like. <laughs> Guys, there's a bit of a dinosaur in the room. <laughs> there's a dinosaur in the room. I'm faxing from the moon. Who's that? Off by a wicket, it's David Bowie playing dinosaur cricket. A Lyplurodon's batting, but who's bowling? <laughs> is it a T-Rex? Well, it is Mark Bolan. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was sniggering in the cafe. <laughs> and you were like, what are you doing? I was like, this is not... No, this is just right now, I think. Wow. Dinosaur... Wait, have you realised that we've added a new facet to... To what? It's now David Bowie's Dinosaur Cricket in space. (laughs) Wasn't it to start with? (laughs) I thought it was. I always pictured it in space. No, it was always... I I thought that was like a condition. I thought that was like an established thing. Where else would David Bowie play cricket? Where are these kind of dinosaurs going to fit? What's it going to be on the village Yeah, but we talked about the pterodactyl flying through the sky. Oh, shit, yeah. Not space. I don't know why I assumed it would be in space already. <laughs> I mean, wow. it does make a lot of sense in, in, in his oeuvre. Yes, it does, yeah. But I quite like Dinosaur Cricket just as it was. Oh on, my God. On Terra Firma. Well, you, can have, you can have Dinosaur Cricket on Terra Firma too. <laughs> there are two. There are two. <laughs> dinosaur Cricket in space fits his oeuvre, but I <laughs> prefer it on Terra Firma. <laughs> This is going to seem like a really well-established on-running joke at some point because it will stretch across like four Songtime episodes. Yeah, really, it's just something we've been laughing about for, for a, like day. a day, <laughs> for a day. Yeah, that make, really, really makes you think. W G Stegosaurus comes Phil into Tyrannosaurus Techno. <laughs> Who's that at the Oval? Is a Brontosaurus's head poking out the top? Hello, I'm a robot. I don't like bathrooms because the water fries my circus. 
but I like to listen to dispatches from the communal bathroom at communalbathroom.com. Um, so the next thing that I have brought to the bathroom to chuck into the bath <laughs> with us. I think I have got the premise of this show right. I am bringing a song and <laughs> please show me the bathtub. I have brought a record. I believe I now need to put it in liquid. Is that I, right? I have rinsed it once, but it could do with a more thorough wash. <laughs> Would you like the pumice stone for after? <laughs> okay, I brought a song to bring into the bathroom, and it is about uh, the Twenty Seven Club. You know how people, lots of really oh, famous yeah. artists and singers and stuff, uh, but else. like uh, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, I th- think. Jim, Mar- Jim Morrison yeah Jim yeah. Morrison as well, Kurt Cobain okay so quite a lot of people yeah uh, and I wrote a song about that um, just trying to say don't kill yourself <laughs> don't kill yourself <laughs> be an old person why asphyxiate on your own vomit when you could have a share Go crown green bowling Remove that shotgun from your hand Forgo the smack Just this once Have a nice cup of tea instead would we even be talking about them if they weren't dead? Would we even be talking about them if they weren't dead? If they weren't dead? If they weren't Just, you know, don't die. <laughs> don't die. Don't die. What was get, that? Get old and do boring things. What was the first thing you said? Was it... Why asphyxiates on your own vomit when you could have a shed? Yeah. Go crown green bowling. Remove that shotgun from your head. See, this is a thing that I've been thinking about a lot recently. Is that really want a shed oh, I'm really glad you said that <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I've really been thinking about asphyxiating on my own vomit no no it really gets me going I, think, I feel like I've turned 28 and like all of a sudden it's almost like that that song predicted it like just don't want to go out drinking all the time I just want a shed well this is the very thing I made this with you in mind because I've had this idea since before <laughs> you turned 28 okay and I've since turned 28. So this doesn't apply to us because we've, we've made it. We've made it, yeah. Mario. <laughs> no, I'm still, in, I'm still on risky ground. <laughs> still, how old are you? 26. I just turned 26 a few oh, weeks yeah. ago. You've got two years to go, man. Dude. So just keep the words I will, yeah. of this song in mind. I'd Forgo, love a fucking shed. That would be excellent. Forgo the smack. Just this yeah. once, have a nice cup of tea instead. You need to keep that in your head, though. Like, when, when things are getting a bit out of hand at the party, you'd like... But one day I would love a shed. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll not yeah. have that Jaeger bomb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every Jaeger bomb you have puts you a few... That's like taking one tomato plant off of that future shed and exactly. smashing it on the ground. Yeah. And we don't want that. We want to be no, able to cultivate uh, our own ten rods of land. Ooh. Just stay, stay positive through your 27th year. It was all hard. It was very hard for me. I think mm. Chris had it reasonably troublesome 27th year i don't think we want to talk about it you, exactly you. i don't really want to talk about mine either like, oh god guys it's gonna be worse than 25 just, <laughs> look mario just enter just entertain yourself you know keep yourself going through the years by i don't know indulging in some fantasy ideas in your head about uh like some of your heroes maybe engaging in a cricket a sport, a sport yeah. of some time what about D? that's gotta be a, that's gotta be a good yeah okay 
Oh, it's so fucking okay. I'm trying to give you a cue. To I'm do not doing David my Bowie. Bowie. David Bowie playing dinosaur cricket so much. We can't milk it anymore. Not in this episode. Do you like taking photos in the bathroom? We sure do. Follow us on Instagram at Camille So the next one is my dispatch, and I'm bringing it back to the bathroom, guys. Oh. Every now and again, (laughs) we actually have something that's bathroom-themed, and I've made some uh, toothbrush reviews. Okay. (laughs) This was an idea that has been uh, gestating for a very, very long time, longer even than the self-improvement episode. So I tried to do five toothbrush reviews in five days. Five, Five days, five different toothbrushes. I then lost one of the toothbrushes. I also lost one of the recordings that I'd made. So there ends up only being three toothbrush reviews oh. over a period of three months. <laughs> and him is toothbrush reviews. Enjoy. Toothbrush review, toothbrush review, toothbrush review. Toothbrush review, As someone who likes reviewing things and also someone who uh, really dislikes brushing their teeth, I am going to attempt a five-day toothbrush review uh, series, Monday to Friday, different toothbrushes every day. It's going to be an exciting journey into the world of bristles. It's Monday morning, and the very first toothbrush that I have is the Sensodyne Precision. It's a wonderful, wonderful little piece. It's a mixture of clear and green plastic. It's, it looks like a very well-weighted uh, spoon. Like the body of it is very well-weighted to the end of the end of the brush. Now on the packaging it says... Uh, Gentle cleaning in hard-to-reach areas. It says thorough and gentle cleaning, which sounds like a bit of an oxymoron. I'm working with Colgate toothpaste. Obviously, that's a sort of cross-pollination of brands. Um, but um, there will be Colgate uh, brushes coming up later on in the week. Uh, so, first we'll get a bit of water on the brush. That's the system, isn't it? That's what people do. Now, I I was still under the impression that you put a pea-sized blob of toothpaste on the toothbrush. But someone told me that that's that's the amount you have when you're a kid. And you're meant to to put more on it now, now that you're an adult with adult teeth. I didn't know whether I was meant to have been incrementally increasing the size of my toothpaste blob relative to vegetables as I got older. So perhaps this should be a... A garlic clove worth of toothpaste. Here we go. Mmm. Now that is that is very gentle. Very gentle. It says gentle and thorough. Now the, the brushes are gentle. But I guess the thoroughness is completely up to me. So it's an odd thing to talk about on the on the packaging because I'm trying to be thorough. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's a very, it's a very attractive-looking toothbrush, um, and it is quite gentle. Perhaps, maybe I would enjoy slightly more aggressive bristles, um, but we can only find out by comparing throughout the week. So but that was a good start, and we'll find out how I feel at the end of the week. to do five toothbrush reviews over five days uh, but the last two toothbrush reviews I think that I've done were the only two toothbrush reviews that I've done were like over three months ago now but I'm coming back to the toothbrushes guys coming back to them and I'm really excited about today's toothbrush it is an Oral-B Pro Expert 
pulsar. Let me talk you through it. The head has got uh, brushes in a variety of colours. And then also some flat plastic yellow things that look like sort of blunt... Well, they're like blunt toothpicks. I guess that's kind of the idea. It's an extraordinary thing. It looks like an, like an alien life form. Now, this one's special because it's got... Um, a battery in it and it makes a noise the noise isn't the important thing the important thing is it pulsars that is an aggressive sound all right let's give this a go i put the toothpaste on the toothbrush i'm scared that if i press the little button to start the pulsar pulsating it's going to fly the toothpaste going to fly all over the show, but that's... Okay, it didn't happen. Oh, yeah. It's a good... It's a good firm brush, but I would say the actual pulsating motion probably doesn't do that much. It still very much requires you to put a lot of effort in. It is still a manual toothbrush, but with an electric component. In a way, it's very, very interesting that a thing like this exists. They're trying to like fill a small gap in the market between analog and electric, and I don't know. I think they're hedging the bets. I think they should go either or, because I don't think the benefits of this pulse thing is really what they claim it to be. Because it basically feels like brushing your teeth with a toothbrush that makes a bit of noise. It is almost a, a fun novelty toothbrush, you know, like. It's the missing link between analog and electric. It's it's freak show stuff. Come and look at our weird electric toothbrush. Or is it a manual toothbrush? What is it? No one knows. No one has been able to identify which family it belongs to. Come look at our bearded lady toothbrush. You know, it's a novelty, isn't it? Just like looking at the Midget, with the bearded lady, in the Victorian carnivals of old. Sure, it's fun for a few minutes to have a gander at this different life. But is it really wholesome? Like, do you ever do you get anything out of it long term, other than a, a cheap laugh at someone who's been born different? Um, and that's how I feel about this toothbrush. Toothbrush review, toothbrush review, toothbrush review. Now it appears, since I began this idea several months ago, uh, that I have lost one of the toothbrushes that I was going to review. I can't even remember what it was now. Uh, so I've either lost it or I just used it and then forgot to review it. <laughs> uh, but we've got to move on. Uh, so I've got another new toothbrush today, and the, it's going to be the last one because, like I say, I've lost one of them. It's a very different beast from the Pulsar uh, toothbrush. Now, <clears throat> this is a Tesco Everyday Value Twin Pack toothbrush. So this is not just one toothbrush, but two toothbrushes. Brushes. If memory serves, this was 75p. For two. So this is this is like your lower end. This is cheap. Now should I use both the toothbrushes at the same time? No, probably not. That won't that won't help. You know, very cheap. It's all one colour. Not not a huge amount has been given over to the ergonomic design of the toothbrush. Uh, all the brushes are the same. They're quite limp. Um, you know, there's no extra little plasticky bit to scrape your gums or anything like that. So it's a very, very cheap toothbrush. And actually, I've just had a bowl of shreddies. If any of you out there have ever had a bowl of shreddies, and I'm sure you have. Um, right now I have like bits of... Uh, I've got claggy bits of masticated wheat uh, clinging to my molars. And they really need shifting by a very good toothbrush. And yet, all I have is this 75p Tesco own brand toothbrush. So, 
I think it's all it's all actually set up for a bit of a David and Goliath showdown. This is this is an underdog story. This is a Cinderella story. Uh, there could be a mighty upset here. Time for the scrappy underdog. David and Goliath. Toothbrush versus tooth is teeth. Wow. That is shit. <laughs> the brush handle is so brittle, I feel like it might snap. And the brushes themselves are pathetic. Toothbrush review, toothbrush review, toothbrush review. So that was Toothbrush Review, the latest <laughs> podcast for our upcoming launch of our podcast network. <laughs> oh hey. no, there's no way you could make a full series out of that. Chris, hey. we're taking down Maximum Fun. We need as many <laughs> we need as many shows as we can get. Got our sights on you, McElroy's. <laughs> so Come we, to our network instead. Dispatches from the communal bathroom with the spin-off of Toothbrush Review. <laughs> yeah. And its sister show of Songtime. Yeah. With Chris and Mario. Yeah. An ever-expanding universe. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the unifying point of all these podcasts, which is, of course, David Bowie's Space Dinosaur Cricket. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> and also, Mario and I are thinking of starting a podcast yeah. to complete our podcast triangle. Really? Yeah. Oh, did it's we called, not... <laughs> It's called Podcaster Obscura. Oh. Sam and Mario's journey into obscure culture. Yeah. With, like, looking in the mine for some hidden gems. Yeah. So you you find like obscure things that people might not have heard of. Yeah. Yeah, or people can bring them to us and we'll be like, I've never heard of this. What is this? And is that anything? Music, film, TV, books? Whatever you want, Chris. Yeah. It could be a picture on a wall. It could be a new kind of dinosaur. I don't... Yeah, I mean, that would be great. (laughs) If we could discover a a new dinosaur. dinosaur. That'd be... A new is probably the wrong word. (laughs) (laughs) But that'd be a hell of a get, wouldn't that it? That would be, yeah. yeah. First episode of your new podcast. Yeah, I don't think uh, the McElroys have ever discovered a no. dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. Go- well, you haven't either yet. Hey, yet. Yeah, yet. but we've got, we've got our true. eyes on the prize. Uh, you know, the first step is getting up and doing something. That's so. true. <laughs> Interesting that you had a toothbrush that's called the pulsar. Yeah, that made a sound like a space sound. Like a space pulsar sound. Yeah, that's why I was mouthing odd. at you throughout it. Oh, I see. That's what you <laughs> were saying. Space. But what's even more synergetic than that is that my final dispatch is a quiz based entirely on brushing teeth. What? How did this happen? I've got a theme tune. Are you ready? Yeah. Hello and welcome to Brush That Tune, the game show which is basically name that tune but all the tunes are me brushing my teeth and gargling things. Today we have our guests. We have on the left here in the right corner, Chris Delamere. Hi, everybody. And here on the right in the blue corner is Mario D'Agostino. Hello, world. Are you ready to brush that tune? <laughs> so, the rules are very simple. I've got, uh, I've got four clips of me... Uh, Doing some singing some songs whilst brushing my teeth and gargling some water. And you've just got to guess what the songs are. That's it. And That's the whole do. thing. Yeah, okay. sounds great. Are we ready? Yes. yes. Let's go to song number one. Motorhead. Um, the famous Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. That was an assist, but you got it. <laughs> well done, Chris. Is this still Ace of Spades? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Can we stop them once we've guessed them? Or are we going to listen to the whole? The end. <laughs> uh, 
Well done, that's one point to Chris Delamere. That was Motorhead's Ace of Spades. Are you ready to brush that tune again? Yes. Yes, yes Sam. Sam, yes. Yes, Sam. <laughs> Thumbs. Yes, thumbs very much. Thumbs, that'd be great. Thumbs very much. Oh, park life. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, Mario. Park life. Yeah! That's one point to Chris and one point to Mario. Okay, brush that tune number three. Craftwork, she looked like a model. Uh, the model. The model. Yes. yes. You did that while gargling. Two to Chris. Well, Mario, Jesus. can you bring it back oh, for a draw? Because I did four for some reason. Okay. I'll probably lose. The grand finale. Brush that tune, number four. Chris is up two points to one. It's Anthem for Flying Anthem with Chris Dunbar and Mary Dagasino! Oh, what a beautiful ending! <laughs> <laughs> It was Anthem for Flying Ant Dave by Sometime, which is Mario D'Agostino and Chris Delamere. So we've ended on a draw. Oh, what a wonderful brush way to end it. Wow. That, was, that was really good. That thanks. was a real brush with greatness. <laughs> thanks for having me, Sam. Yeah, thanks for Until having me. next time, keep gargling. <laughs> you just ousted Sam as the host of his own show. <laughs> There you go. That was brush that tune, and that was, they, that, that, was, was, that was our show, I suppose. That is the yeah. end of our show, <laughs> and thus concludes the another bathroom. episode of Dispatches from the from communal, the communal bathroom. bathroom. So you can always send your dispatches um, to our email address, communalbathroom at gmail That's communalbathroom at gmail You can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Our SoundCloud page, which is where most of our stuff gets put on. Yeah, maybe you just want to listen to some stuff. If yeah. you're you're feeling a bit low and you're 27, maybe you need a bit of a pickup. Well, you'll be able to download Chris's song there. Yeah, sure. Uh, so that's soundcloud.com forward slash communal hyphen bathroom. Yeah. Uh, and you can check out all of our old episodes on there. <laughs> and uh, hello again to you listening on Cornucopia Radio. <laughs> and, and goodbye, because this is now the end. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hi, internet radio people. Yeah. Always wonder how many people are listening to that. If you're, if li- you're listening. Yeah. Send us, a, send us an email, a tweet, or just something. Send just us saying. a picture of how you're listening as well, because yeah. I'm always curious about internet radio. There's also the sister podcast, Songtime Podcast, yeah, which is excellent. And there's a really oh, there's good one epi- coming oh, up. There's yeah, such there's a really a good, good one coming up. There are a few it. good ones coming up. Well, no, but there's one really good one. <laughs> which one's that? It's, it's where the, you're yeah, on the it. one that I'm on. It. <laughs> Sam, we've got a science question for you to talk about upcoming uh, Songtime episodes. We were wondering, just uh, is it possible? Do you think that a scientific element, a, a precious metal? could have a sort of magical powers like making someone believe in god <laughs> perhaps <laughs> good that's that's wow. good enough for us that's oh, I, good thought, enough. I thought this was a setup to a joke no no no, no. <laughs> just a question just what? a cross reference to one of our episodes and you'll have to go and listen to it yeah. to understand it <laughs> consider your if your interest is peaked then yeah uh, Consider listening to some time podcast. Yeah, and also podcaster obscure the latest one yeah when we start making when that when we start making that <laughs> I mean, that exists in name only at the in minute. name yeah. and concept. Name and concept. Concept is everything. Yeah, yep, got and, the concept. And the name's pretty important too. Yeah. So you just need to just do something to, now. Yeah, just do something. Yeah, we something. just need to do something. Just do something. Do something. Right, well, we've got very, very wet in the bath. Very uh, wet. We've got pruny fingers. Yeah. 
Um, go get a train now, stuff. Yeah, we've got to li- we've got to leave quite soon. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, thank you for joining us today, and thank don't you. forget, don't forget to wash behind your ears. Bye. 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 Bye.